welcome to Esoterica the Podcast and our Famous Folk series. I'm Chris Schultz. And I'm Aaron Christian. And for our 12th episode, we have with us Mr. Freedy Johnston. I am ex- so excited to have Freedy on today. Bad reputation is stuck in my head. This is cool. My wife, uh, Carrie, was really, really, really into Freedy uh, for a while. She tends to obsess on a on a band or a performer for a while. So there was like a year, year and a half where all we listened to was his albums. And I think as I mentioned to him, it's just defines a specific time in my life that was very special. So um, That's the cool thing about this show. We always... If we're going to bring something to the table, even if it's popular, it's unique to us for a specific reason. And that's what we love about this show. Exactly, because it's a show. So for people who are not familiar with Freedy, um, Freedy is a New York City-based singer-songwriter, originally hailing from Kinsley, Kansas. His first album came out in 1992. 1990, his first album, The Trouble Tree. He's got, uh, I think, 13 studio albums out. And is, um, well, we'll let Freddy talk. Freddy can talk about it, yeah. So for our Famous Folk series, what we usually ask of our guests, um, we kind of go back and forth on what we ask of our guests. Initially, we were asking for their favorite obscure album. And at some point, I think we sort of realized that we were getting better stories out of people if it's uh, an album that is emotionally resonates with them. Yeah. Freddy kind of hit us with both. So his pick was uh, Period of Transition by Van Morrison. This was Van Morrison's ninth studio album. Van Morrison's pretty well known. Yeah. Everybody knows Brown Eyed Girl. He had taken a break from the music scene for about two and a half years uh, before this album came out. And when it came out, it underwhelmed, uh, to say the least. So for casual fans, this album is largely ignored. So... If you're talking about Van Morrison, this is fairly obscure for, yep. for Van Morrison. Um, great album. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it. I was As did I. Not familiar with any of the songs on it. But uh, Cold Wind in August, um, Flamingos Fly, both of those really, really cool songs. Uh, Joyous Sound was really enjoyable. So great, great album. Um, and Freddie will talk to us about that. So uh, why don't we dive into it? So our special guest today is the one and only Freddy Johnson, uh, joining us from quarantine. How are you today, Freddy? I'm doing good. Let's hope there's only one. That's okay. <laughs> I'm. I, I, how are you guys doing? Wherever you are. We're good. We're good. It's. It's. We're. Uh, we're just south of Boston. It's pretty hot today. Oh, okay. I'm about thirteen hundred miles uh, west. Nice. And it's raining. <laughs> it's raining. So the re- the reason we asked you on the show, what um our usually what Aaron and I do on our show is we bring one of our favorite obscure albums and kind of talk about it. And we thought it would probably be more interesting for people to hear from um, musicians and actors and um, celebrities like what their favorite music is. So uh, when we reached out to you, you mentioned um, Van Morrison's nineteen seventy seven release. Uh, a period of transition. So could you tell us about your relationship with this album? Well, that's uh, my pick was uh, uh, based on that's just the record that hit me. You know, uh, um, I was in high school. I lived in a small town. And uh, 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 so the uh, only records I could get were through the Columbia Record Club. Mm-hmm. 
or drive to Dodge City nearby town. So I only knew that, you know, one of the few records I knew about because it was, re it was reviewed in stereo re review. So I admit my sort of uh, lack of knowledge of bands, earlier stuff until later, you know? So I, now it's not, maybe not my favorite band record. But I don't think anybody would say that now that I know his stuff. Mm -hmm. But then I only knew that record and it was that and uh, the first Elvis Costello record, you know, they're basically blues R&B records. Now that I listened to them, I didn't know what that was. I was into the, just, I mean, it's just ZZ Top and Aerosmith pretty much, you know, and, but you know, this is, I shouldn't shrug. This is my best bands in the world. You know, I was into the best music in the world. Led Zeppelin, uh, 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 Bowie, that kind of stuff. But, uh, that record really, and when I was in high school, you know, it's really, uh, I don't know what it is. It, it has, it has an emotional effect on me. I'll say that mm -hmm. the live playing, the feeling of the, you know, the real, the real, um, professional yet, you know, yet kind of liveish, uh, style of the playing and band just, you know, really emoting. Yeah. It's the, really uh, more personal connection from high school. The, um, I listened to this album for the first time yesterday, and uh, I'm, really? yeah, and I'm I'm gonna thank you because what I did, um, I I put my dog on a lead, I grabbed a cold beer, got in my hammock, and just put this on my phone, and I had one of the best afternoons I've had since I've been in isolation. Just man, chilling. I'm so happy to have uh, helped that help make that happen. I can imagine what that must have been like here the first time in an, on an afternoon, if you're a Van fan. Yeah, and like I'm familiar with his songs. I, I know I had never heard, listened to this album. I didn't know any of the songs, and it's just it's I'm like, this really is gonna, lost. this is gonna be my summer beat now, man. <laughs> oh, that's great! I tell you what, there are it's just one of the first time hearing a couple songs on there are just truly, well, literally joyous. You know, joyous sound, and uh, flamingos fly. Man, I can you know, if I ever feel down, you know, it mm. is the most joyous music. Uh, Flamingos Fly might be just the greatest single on the record. Anyway, it's fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, that it's in your uh, uh, playlist now. Yeah, that's that's one of our selfish reasons for doing this show. Is I'm listening, looking for new music, and this. You this guys, you it. guys need to turn me on to something. I, I uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm open for uh, suggestions. I don't, I don't listen to enough music. I admit that, but it's really not. Uh, I don't feel bad about it. I just working on my songs all the time my brain gets a little tired of music mm. you know, yeah yeah i, I, I can understand to, that uh, music without words you know i'll listen to cool jazz there's a radio station on uh, um internetradio.com they have a list of stations it's called radio one it's from italy and they just play they just cycle all this cool jazz you know coltrane and miles and stuff and that just keeps my brain, my musical brain busy. So I'm not obsessing about my songs and I'm not having to listen to those. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how we got off on that. <laughs> so do you have a favorite track on the album? I think uh, Flamingo's Fly. Mm. Definitely. Just because I think that's probably the band's favorite track when they record it. It's just so. Yeah, those kind of. Beautiful. About, but, but there are other songs that really, you know, like, uh, they're just all very, you know, they, they mean something. Joyous Sound and you know, Cold Wind in August. They, when I first got the record, of course, you know, I was, I was so weird. I, you know, I don't even know if I could get into this, you know, the Eternal Kansas City starting the way it does. 
but you know he's an artist so i get it now it's it's inspiring i definitely know that i'm you know i'm influenced by that record i was a songwriter i was a drummer too you know you can say that i'm a a, a demo drummer you know mm-hmm. but anyway so that kind of playing that's the, the way i learned how to play nice when i hear my drum it's sort of like that basic style Joyous sound uh, really stuck out with me. It's got like a gospel feel almost to it. Very, yeah. The uh, all the singers. Are, well, there's three former Icats and some just great singers in the background, and then uh, just great players, great studio players. And then Dr. John, you know, mm-hmm. the, the producer. Uh, I think that's the magic of the record. I didn't know anything about Dr. John either when I bought the record, and didn't for a few years until I was like. Oh, they say this guy also has a name, Dr. John. Like, yeah, Dr. John. You know, I put the two, two together. So it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's the 70s. And he, I think he was, uh, uh, the record was really high, highly anticipated. You know, it's, a, I don't know, maybe I, I can only talk about my experiences, I guess, but it was his first record in like two and a half years, which was a yeah. big deal. I haven't put out a record for five. And before that, it wasn't a five before. Before that, it was eight. So I realized, oh man, if somebody's a fan of me, they're like, is, is dude still alive? You know? <laughs> so I, you know, it's just different paces. Um, yeah, back then, it was, you, know, you didn't put a record out this year, you're, you know, you better get going. Yeah, get to it. Yeah, the, the cool thing about this album in particular is my stepdad is a huge Van Morrison fan and would play these songs all the time and I would think nothing of it until listening to it. I'm like, I know half this album because I've heard it oh, you do. as ambient noise for, for my entire life. So, you know. Oh, that's great to hear. Mm. Yeah, it really helped me to get used to horns in later life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, I was just like into heavy metal stuff. It's like, oh, I like these horns and now you can't, you know, horns are very dawn. Horn charts are amazing. That's the way horns have to be. Mm-hmm. I really am always afraid of doing that on records. Though. I don't really. Horns are very strong. Yeah, it uh, and his vocals are very mixed up, you know, loud, and it's Van. It's just it was. Uh, I bought the record on recommendation. You know, I had never heard of him before, and so uh, I didn't know what to expect. So it took me a couple of listens. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got it on the first listen. I was 17, so I could imagine a 17-year-old even more judgmental. Um, anyway, yeah, that, that's a. I, I always I feel like I was born in the wrong generation. It's the same with Zeppelin and Floyd. Like being able to hear these albums for the first time when they first came out um, is something you know I don't have, and I feel like I missed out on that. That must be an amazing experience. Well, I can't, I'm in the middle. Yeah, I, I missed a lot of them, but yeah, I'm old enough now. <laughs> to ha- have that experience, you know, I'm um, gonna be 60 next year. But uh, records meant so much to me. Like this record was my life. You know, I, I would just, I would really annoy my friends, my, my brothers, who I shared a bedroom, <laughs> bedroom with. I wouldn't play another record for a while. And he's like, "Can you, are you still playing that record?" It's like that's just, and that's again to fast forward. That's how I work on my songs. You know. They just get stuck. So I remember this one being a few few weeks, you know, yeah, and and almost worn out probably. Yeah. Um, and then having to not listen to it for a while. And it's it's only a seven song record, which back then 
was okay. I don't even know what the mi- minutes are, but it's basically half like a CD. It was thirty-seven minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's under. So it's 40. really more of a you know, it's surprising that it's so strong for only being seven songs. Yeah, it was I, I I always can tell the mark of a good album is like um, I was lying there on the hammock and Cold Wind in August finished and it stopped and I'm like, wait, what? Like I want more, and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's a beautiful song. Good way to go out. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's uh, it, again, it's it's it holds up, you know. Not not, not every record holds up. Yeah, but it's uh, I think it's 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 always going to have a life. And you know, the great great Van Morrison records are always going to have a life. You know, Astral Weeks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. R and B hits. I mean, he's a he's a he's a great great. Yeah, this is I think an underappreciated album. So um, I I know it's hard to say because we're we're watching the country begin to spike again and we're not sure like when the, when the end to this pandemic is going to be, but um, what's, what's in store for you um, when, when things, I don't know, when things get back to normal or. Right. Man. Yeah. um, Well, I'm continuing. I'll have, you know, I'm, I'm working on my, my, my new record is, is entitled somewhere love, which is a song. And, uh, songs are written but it's not recorded fully yet so that's mm-hmm. where i'm at i would have been uh i guess i was going to be back in la this summer doing that so that's you know just an um i don't know when you know. <laughs> just pushed back. I, I, it's changed the way I, i'll make it it might be a lot more close to home mm-hmm. uh calling in some you know local talent but there's great great people everywhere you know but anyway, um, geez, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make, make my, I'm, that's, that's, um, yeah, for me, uh, I, I'm very, uh, you know, very simple minded and not really, I don't have a lot, I don't have any hobbies. I only do my, write my songs and try to record, uh, uh I don't even have a life. Actually. I don't have a dog anymore, but, um, so this is, uh, this project is coming to, fruition but it's really a uh, um, well i guess it's good we're talking or that we're talking about records from my early years i'm taking this one extremely seriously and uh, i've already tried to record it a couple times and uh as always happens with projects as i'm sure most musicians who are watching this would, would agree sometimes you have to start over you know but you want to get it right and uh so yeah, I'm making this. I'm making every uh, song. I'm doing the best just as I can. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to put. You know, I've done it for a long time, and uh, you change the way you do it, or you change maybe not your standards. You change what what you call like a done song, finished song. I don't know if that makes any sense. Hmm. But now my standards are are uh, extremely high for me you know it's like you know, i want to i want to love my record myself i guess is the way i put it is the way to put right. it right um aaron's a musician so he i think he he gets that yeah and i think that that's pretty fair to say that it's i don't i'm not gonna be you know lie and say oh yeah i'm knocked the last one out of the park i always knock him out of the park it's hard to get on tape you know like it's in your head or even like you Want it to be in other people's heads. Oh, extremely difficult. It's yeah. really hard to catch in something that's just, you know, ephemeral. So um, I've learned with time 
to do as much as I can on my own mm-hmm. before giving it to the guys or the girls. But, you know, drum parts, bass part, and that helps a lot. So it's just a matter of getting the – that's a matter of uh, casting it, you know, and getting it to, uh, uh, a sort of, you know, this studio with this these guys at this time. That's sort of a – that's part of making a record at this – think about the, the period of transition. You know, Matt, you know, Dr. Dodd didn't say, well, let's just find some guy around the street. You know, they call him, like, you know, Marlowe and Ollie and all these guys. You know, so it's like – that's kind of how I want to treat these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he's – you know, again, I hear some musician talking. You know, it's like I said, it's like one of the most boring things. <laughs> Vaporize forever about what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the only thing I really can do, and I really stand by, is I finish the lyrics and melody. Nice. You know, nice. and that's what I'm I'm currently uh, the other project I'm really trying to get going um, with my friend Howard in L.A. is uh, just a simple listing of my lyrics on on my site. My site doesn't really exist, but I wanted to come back to something. All I have in my life are my lyrics and my melodies. You know, there's, there's recordings. They're pretty good, some of them, but I really, you know, the song is what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and so I want to put, I've got them all. I've got 49 picked out, and I, I'm doing just solo acoustic versions to put up there with the uh, lyrics. Oh, nice. Just to have it up there. Because once I started going through them, it's like, oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about this one. You know, it's like, it's like this is my life. I'll be very honest. It's very morbid. A friend, a friend of mine, you know, went down with the ship recently. You know, went down with the virus, and I'm like, I don't want to just have that happen, and not at least have something up there that I had control over. You know, this is what I did in my life. Yeah, your legacy. So I don't think the records are. They're just, you know, you can't. I don't. The records are loved. Some of them more than others, but the mm-hmm. songs are my song, you know, songs, and they're, and constantly I hear from people at. Obviously, solo shows, but sometimes when I break down at a band show, oh, I never really got that song until you played it solo. You know, so it's like, oh. <laughs> so here it is, better or worse, yep. the solo version. Mm. And often, I would even agree, often the band version is better, but not always. Mm-hmm. So that's my other project um, is to get the uh, lyrics and solo recordings on the website and to get this record done, nice. which will happen. If it makes you feel better, I can tell you, um, it was a number of years ago now, um, my wife went through a period where all she was listening to was your music. Oh, God, you poor guy. Um, no, it's great. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tom Waits, and um, you're a much more listenable um, person. Like, you know, I, Tom's got his own thing going on. but um, he's got, No, he's, the, he's, the, he's a great god, but I have a, I have a different voice. Yes. But, I, yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, that's, that's really a great honor. And it was but like, I, I, uh, I, I imagine it must be, uh, must be tough for some couples. If like, you know, if you the other person isn't that. <laughs> I've yeah. thought about this for years. I've had experiences with it. Some would say, oh, I really had my, you know, I had to listen to your music because of my wife or husband, and I finally got into it. Well, it but was, it was nice because at that, at the time that she was. Um, just you know constantly working through these albums we were working together so we commuted together and since then we've gone on to do other we're working in different places but that period of my life like you're the soundtrack to that so i oh, got a good emotional connection there and see i take that as as 
whatever is, you know, is, I think I take that very seriously, even though I can say personally, like, oh, yeah, I like that record. Well, it doesn't matter what I think about it. Somebody really likes it. And somebody, when they hear it, it cries, you know. And so it's like, I really understand that. I don't take it lightly. Like, if there's somebody out there and they hear me say something flippant about music, I get it that, you know, it's out of my hands. And once I make that recording, mm-hmm. you know, someone can just really hope. It's like, oh, I, I don't even care if you made it. This song means so much to me, you know. So the period of transition, I don't even know if I would have bought another Van Morrison record, you know. Just, it was just the became a soundtrack yeah um i actually didn't continue buying his records i just stu- you know i got stuck i didn't That's want it to change hmm. um that happens sometimes you know with with uh artists that happened with me one of my favorite bands of all time you know with the uh the stones so i was the hugest fan of some girls which came out at a similar time and i stopped you know, i mean i loved them after that you know it's like yeah. oh, that, that, okay that was yeah. their High point. Saying all this, knowing the cruelty of life and how someone is, you know, I'm in the same biz. So I have to really be, you have to really have a thick skin. Somebody's like, oh yeah, he was a free guy. He was, he was good up to this point. Then he just, you know, lost. You know, so I know all that. Or some people, you know, would say otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just the way it is. You know, but, um, I, I just am still writing songs, and so I'm very happy about that. Like you know, that's, that's that, that'll end someday, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, and hopefully at some point you'll be able to tour again. We we caught you twice in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, I, I want to say it was at, at the uh, at um, where did that have been? Um, one of them, actually, I don't know if it was it was in Fall River, right by the uh, Battleship Cove. Uh, there's oh, like the a, house concert. Were you there for that? I think that might have been it. It was an old that was factory. Awesome. That was one of my first house concerts when I uh, I I started. I'm in. Cal- I live in California now. I say if I live anywhere, I live in the uh, Mojave Desert. You know, Joshua Tree, Yucca mm-hmm. Valley. That's uh, I go when I go back to California. I'll you know I'll go back there. But I was living in New York, or I was living in Jersey City. To, up to that time that you saw me and I decided okay I'm going to do house concerts on the way to California because my dog was old and was going to die I was like, I'm going to give him one more warm winter you know mm-hmm. so uh, that was the first show awesome it was a good show it was it was it was really it, and the folks were uh, it was the first show for them I think one of their friends had done it before so they were calling me down like, what's going to happen Tell us what's going to happen, please. It's like, well, about you know, thirty or forty people are going to show up in about ten minutes, and, and, and you're not going to know any of them. You know, and they're like, okay, yeah. if you say so. And they and they had rented chairs and everything. And as you know, it went so well. What they realized was that, oh, I, I see you at the gigs all the time. You know, it's like you mm-hmm. you're kind of already got common interests. So I started doing those out. I went all the way out west. You know. Went through my hometown, you know, towns like Lawrence and Wichita. Ended up on the West Coast, and then my dog passed, and then I'm, I stayed. I was like, "Yeah, forget it." I've lived a lot of places, so now it's time to live in the desert. You know. Anyway, enough of my life story there. <laughs> so, 
What's uh, what's one change in the way that the world operates? Would you like to see come out of this pandemic experience? What you mean? I, I'm sorry. Say it again. So what's what's the, one change in the way that the world operates? Would you like to see come out of the whole pandemic experience we've been through? Oh man, I tell you, I, my opinions again. As my musician talking, I, I'm sure all you guys agree. With me, there's so much stuff that has to change right now. I, we can go on, hmm. but. I don't want to get political, man, you know, but we're going to hopefully come out of this with some real changes to the way the popo acts towards, uh, uh, you know, people they have in custody towards the way, uh, uh, politicians root out some of the scum, that kind of thing. So yeah, things are going to change. It helps, I think, to look back at previous times that we thought it was over, you know, Mm-hmm. And realized we got through that somehow. There was a movie or a documentary, the late great, or something about New York City being the end. The end, you know. It started with Hugh Downs narrating. It was, it was like '71 when New York City went bankrupt or something. Like New York City, a dying city. You know, maybe you know the. I don't know. I'm totally paraphrasing. I don't remember the, the, the dialogue. That's hilarious now. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, I sure was dead. You know, so um, whatever I say about now is is gonna change because the tendency, the great statesman Obama, you know, he he he's come back on TV, and I hate to, and I'll I'll just as kind of like a comic, I'll imitate his professorial, really too slow way of talking. Yeah, you know, it's like. Dude, no, we need you to come out and say, oh, this is so fucked up. I, I'm with you guys. You know, that's, I totally went off on a tangent there. But I love <laughs> that guy so much. And to see him back in the light, you know, but to see him just, he's so diplomatic. And, and I guess my point was that he's just basically saying like, hey, guys, this is going to be better in the, in the general tendency, you know, as long mm-hmm. as somebody doesn't set off a nuclear bomb in the meantime, you know, <laughs> India and, and Pakistan or whatever the hell, you know? So I think that like who's who, what somebody was some pundit was saying, well, I think in a hundred years, China will be more like France than France will be more like China. So that's kind of hopeful, you know? I mean, the machines are going to take over. That's too bad. They've already, it's already happened. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be, Hopefully we have a little a little time left. <laughs> have some fun in the meantime. Well, yeah, it's it's. I, I hope hope that things, but in general, sorry, no. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, just that. Um, I think you know there are going to be a lot of changes. People are certainly going to be. Uh, uh, what are there? Uh, Ten or a dozen full-on multi-million-dollar virus searches going on now. You know, basically like Manhattan Project things going on that's going to find more than a cure for the virus. You know, mm-hmm. that they're going to find new and it's like, well, we wouldn't have found this unless we were looking for the coronavirus vaccine. So that's one thing. People who have had to be around their families that they've forgotten they had, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and that's going to be like, yeah. I, or the other changes, the other changes, good and bad. A lot of people realize, yeah, you know, we are not meant to be together, are we? You know, and so, <laughs> so I think there'll be a lot of reality in home life after mm-hmm. this, uh, kids having to learn like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I do have to do my chores. I do have to actually listen to 
I, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I can't talk like that. But it's true. <laughs> I have kids. That's that is true. <laughs> yeah. So so there so those are the changes everybody would predict, you know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, nobody that we know it, it dies. That what you know? What else can I say? We, yeah. we all hope that. Mm-hmm. Well, Freddie, I want to um, thank you very much for um, taking time to talk to us today. Um, well, thanks, you guys. Thanks, Chris and Aaron. Yep. Thank you. Did, did, get your names right. You did. You did. Um, I appreciate it, Chris and Aaron, you, for having me. I uh, hope it went okay. No, you're uh, awesome. Uh, um, we're, we're looking just, forward to it. You know, just, just blabbing. And, uh, you know, thanks a lot. And so I'll see you next time. I'm, I'm uh, let's say, maybe 2021. Pretty cool. Hmm. Freedy, cool guy. Cool guy. Okay. So make sure you check out uh, Freedy's website freedyjohnson.com yeah uh, as he mentioned when we were talking he's working on a new album so hopefully for the 2021 season he'll be back out on the road i'm hype and hopefully we'll catch him when he's around town yeah we gotta start going and visiting all these people that we've interviewed i know yeah <laughs> meet him in the flesh no so. no pink floyd pun intended there no <laughs> so this is our last episode before season two comes out boom, boom, boom. on Wednesday. So we are super psyched to put season two out and have you guys listen to it. So please do that. Yeah, we'll be back to at least for a short while, twice a week with our regular Wednesday uh, season two episodes and then uh, the continuation of our famous folk. Yep. I think we have at least two or three more episodes of that coming yeah, we'll go at least into August with Famous Folk, but season two is here to stay for the next, like, six months, so. Three. Did you, uh, do we want to let people know who our next guest on Famous Folks is? Oh, absolutely. So, next Friday on Famous Folk, we will be having Nicole Hendezada, who is a member of the, you know, Good Mythical Morning team, the Mythical Kitchen. She's the culinary producer for that, uh, for the show, Mythical Kitchen, all whatever shows are on that channel. So in the meantime, go check her out. She's going to be awesome. We're always going to resurrect our old topic of the cube rule, and we will be discussing that with her <laughs> Just won't next die. Friday. So check out Famous Folk with Nicole Hendezada next week, and check out next week also Season 2 of Esoteric of the Podcast coming right at you. We're looking forward to doing our thing. Doing our thing. So... Visit EsotericOfThePodcast.com, buy a t-shirt for the love of God, and check out social media, and check out season one before next week so you can remember what we used to do, because it's different now. It is. We got new, exciting uh, esoteric content for your consumption. Until next week, or at least until Wednesday. Stay esoteric.